Hola and welcome to Catholic View on this Thursday evening. I'm Sheila Pirsch. Thank you so much for joining me. Coming up in today's broadcast being a Thursday, I'd like us to look at our woman feature. But first, I'd like us also to focus on the news that made headlines in the church and in Africa today. So do stay with us. Hi, I'm Archbishop Peter Wells, Apostolic Nuncio. Thank you for listening to Radio Veritas, the good news for a change. In your headlines this Thursday evening, we look at Pope Francis' homily at today's Mass, Kenyan bishops warn of famine, and Pope Special Olympics be a heartbeat for the world. Good evening once again, I'm Sheila Pirish. War begins in a person's heart. For this reason, we are all responsible for caring for peace. This was Pope Francis' message during his morning Mass at Casa Santa Marta. Pope Francis at Mass spoke about the sufferings of so many people whose lives are upset by wars which he said are raged by the powerful and arms traffickers. The Holy Father also spoke about the images of the dove, the rainbow, and the covenant, all present to the day's first reading from the book of Genesis in which Noah releases a dove after the flood. This dove, which returns with an olive branch, is, he said, a sign of what God desired after the flood. Peace, that is, that all would live in peace. He said the dove and the rainbow are fragile. The rainbow is beautiful after a storm, but then a cloud comes and it disappears. Even the dove, he added, is fragile. The Pope said he was reminded of when, at a Sunday Angelus two years ago, a seagull swooped in and killed the two doves he and two children had just released from the window of the Apostolic Palace. Pope Francis went on to say, The covenant which God makes is strong, but we accept it in weakness. God makes peace with us, but it is not easy to care for peace. It is a daily task because within each of us is that seed of original sin, that is, the spirit of Cain, which for envy, jealousy, greed, and the desire to dominate leads to war. Oggi nel mondo c'è versamento di sangue. The Holy Father observed that in today's world there is blood being spilt, and the word of the Lord is clear, he said, for your own life blood, that is, for your life I will demand an accounting, from every animal I will demand it, and from one man in regard to his brother. He noted with bitterness that La guerra incomincia qui. war begins in the heart of a person. The seed of war which breeds envy, jealousy, and greed in my heart, he said, is the same as the bomb which falls on a hospital, on a school, and kills children. Care for peace, he concluded. Not only care for it, but make it with your hands every day. Just so will we succeed in spreading it throughout the whole world. Some Kenyans are dying of hunger brought on by drought, the chairman of the Kenyan Conference of Catholic Bishops said at a recent press conference. Bishop Philip Ayolo spoke of tales of suffering, desperation, hopelessness, and in some cases imminent loss of life. An estimated 2.7 million of the nation's 42.8 million people are at risk of starvation, and that's according to a report from the BBC. 
The UN mission in Central African Republic, MINUSCA, is determined to protect civilians against armed groups even if it means using force. That's what UN Undersecretary General for Peacekeeping Operations, Herv Ledosus, told members of the Security Council on Wednesday as he briefed them on the situation in the country. Clashes between the mainly Muslim Seleka rebel coalition and anti-Balaka militia, which are mostly Christians, plunged the country of 4.5 million people into civil conflict in 2013. UN News' Jocelyn has more. The warning shots fired by MINUSCA were aimed at preventing members of the Popular Front for the Renaissance of the Central African Republic, or FPRC, from crossing a red line the UN mission had drawn to avoid a full-blown conflict in the strategic town. The head of the Department of Peacekeeping Operations, Hervé Latsou, justified the mission's action to members of the Security Council, reminding them that MINUSCA had the authority to do so under its mandate and that it had the backing of the Sierra government, the African Union, and the region. Here's Mr. Latsu speaking through an interpreter. So it's in this context as part of MINUSCA's efforts to protect civilians that on 11th February, MINUSCA attack helicopters engaged a FPRC coalition column. This coalition, this FPRC coalition was some 300 strong, moving in pickups that were heavily armed with machine guns. The goal of the operation for us was to deter the group from crossing a demarcation. So we had informed them in advance and we'd informed the other belligerents since we wished to avoid a major conflict in the strategically important town of Bambari. New armed groups have been formed since the start of the conflict in CAR and they've been fighting each other, competing for control of the territory. Among them are the MPC, or the CAR Patriotic Movement of Al-Hatim Mahmat, and the UPC, or CAR Union for Peace of Ali Daras, and the new armed group called the Three R's, or Return, Reclaim, and Rehabilitate. The chair of the CAR configuration of the Peacebuilding Commission, Omar Hilal, also speaking through an interpreter, said these unacceptable attacks emphasize the need to address the security situation in the country to avoid jeopardizing the milestones achieved so far. In this respect, the Central African Republic configuration welcomes the commitment of the national authority, and we congratulate them for the adoption of their national strategy for disarmament, demobilization, reintegration, and repatriation for their national security policy, as well as the five-year plan for capacity building and development for the peace and the gendarmes. Furthermore, the adoption of the strategy for national reconciliation, as well as the recent vote by Parliament on legislation for the um, establishment of institutions enshrined in the Constitution, all of this will contribute significantly to stabilizing the country in the long term. The protection of civilians continues to be a major concern in CAR, where according to estimates, 400,000 people remain displaced due to conflict and 2.2 million people are currently in need of humanitarian assistance. A United Nations mission is in the Gambia this week to assess the peace and security situation. The West African country experienced a peaceful handover of power in January with the installation of President Adama Baro following more than two decades of rule by former leader Yaya Chame. The NPN reports from UN News. UN Deputy Spokesperson Farhan Haq said the team will analyze the new government's priorities going forward. We'll also assess governance and institutional capacities in the country, 
map support by international stakeholders engaging in peacebuilding, and identify areas of enhanced UN support to national authorities and civil society organizations. The mission is being led by officers from the UN Department of Political Affairs and the UN Development Program (UNDP). They arrived in the country on Tuesday and have met with President Barrow and other senior leaders, as well as representatives from the UN country team and the diplomatic community. Staying with the Gambia, the director of missions and dialogue at the Catholic Secretariat of Nigeria, Father Cornelius Afebu Omanokua, has commended the new Gambian president Adama Barrow for reversing an executive order signed by his predecessor Yahya Jammeh, who in 2015 declared Gambia an Islamic republic. Nine months after a Slovak missionary nun was slain in South Sudan, a bishop has demanded information from the government. We demand justice," said Bishop Erkolono Lodu Tombe of Yei. According to Fidesz news agency, the investigation on her murder had been started by the government, but after making few arrests, the government went quiet. And still, with South Sudan, an Anglican bishop has reported widespread rape of civilian women by troops of South Sudan's army. Anglican Bishop Paul Yugusk of Lomega said that soldiers stationed at a military outpost near the Ugandan border have engaged in mass rape of women and nearby village. He reported that more than 40 young men in the village were arrested by the soldiers and charged that many were tortured before being released. The village was thoroughly looted, he said, and the entire population has fled for safety. Christian leaders in South Sudan have issued a series of warnings about the spreading violence in South Sudan. And finally, in a meeting with a delegation from the Special Olympics International in the Vatican, Pope Francis said they were a sign of hope for all who commit themselves to a more inclusive society. Lydia O'Kane reports from Vatican Radio. This March, the Special Olympics World Winter Games takes place in Styria, Austria. And on Thursday, Pope Francis met a delegation from the Special Olympics International, telling them, "You will be, as the theme of this year's event says, a heartbeat for the world." In a way, the Pope told those gathered, "At the heart of all sporting activity is joy." Tutta l'attività sportiva c'è in un certo senso la gioia. The joy of exercising, of being together, of being alive and rejoicing in the gifts the Creator gives us each day. He continued, "The sweetest victory is when we surpass ourselves. We realize what true and well-deserved joy feels like. Sport, the Holy Father noted, helps us to spread a culture of encounter and solidarity." Sport, inoltre, ci aiuta a diffondere la cultura dell'incontro e della solidarietà. Together, he added, athletes and helpers show us that there are no obstacles or barriers which cannot be overcome. Pope Francis told the delegation, made up of athletes, organizers, and representatives, that they were a sign of hope for all who commit themselves to a more inclusive society. Every life is precious, he said. Every person is a gift, and inclusion enriches every community and society. This is your message for the world, the Pope underlined, for a world without borders which excludes no one. The Special Olympics World Winter Games 2017 will take place between March the 14th and 25th. And those were your headlines this Thursday evening.
thank you once again for joining me this Thursday evening. You're listening to Catholic View and I'm Shayla Pirsch. Coming up next is our feature for women. Women on the African continent are generally treated as second-class citizens. They do not enjoy the same positions as men. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. You should aim to be successful, but not too successful, otherwise you will threaten the man. Some men refuse to invest in the education of their daughters because they say they will soon get married. Because I am female, I am expected to aspire to marriage. I am expected to make my life choices, always keeping in mind that marriage is the most important. But why do we teach girls to aspire to marriage and we don't teach boys the same? We raise girls to see each other as competitors, not for jobs or for accomplishments, which I think can be a good thing, but for the attention of men. Feminist, a person who believes in the social, political and economic equality of the sexes. Women on the Forefront, a program dedicated to women who are making a difference. Welcome back to our feature. This evening we focus on compassionate women. SPREAD is an organization that supports the religious, spiritual, social and emotional development of people with an intellectual disability within the Archdiocese of Johannesburg. SPREAD is an acronym for Special Religious Development. But what it stands for is accepting the challenge and the privilege of aiding persons with an intellectual disability to participate fully in the liturgical life of their church. Sister Teresa Marie, better known as Sister TM, heads up spread locally and nationally. Many parents have uh, children with special needs and they would come and say, what about this? spiritual side for our children. What about the sacraments? There was no method, no program available for uh, people with special needs. They had to attend catechism classes and of course they felt very isolated and uncomfortable. So what they were searching for was a program that would be suitable for their children and teenagers with special needs. And that's where I came in, because I was working in a school for people and children with special needs. I searched and searched till I found a program that was written specifically to the strengths of people with special needs. In other words, to their giftedness not to the focus being on the disability, but the focus being on their gifts. What could they bring to the community? And that is really what SPREAD is all about. SPREAD means Special Religious Development. And that is the program that French priests wrote after living and working with people with special needs they found their great reverence, devotion, respect for the sacrament and this profound under intuition about God. 
that people with special needs have. So the program is written for their gifts, to develop their gifts and to relate and grow in their faith through their giftedness. Which means, of course, it's the right side of the brain which is their dominance. So people coming into spread like myself, we have to learn, we have to be trained to use symbol, which is again, symbol, art, music, it's always right side dominant. We tend as adults to be left side dominant because that is where the demand is in our work. But when we come to spread, we literally have to develop a balance between the left and the right side of the brain so that we actually meet God as a whole person and we grow just as much as our friends grow in the sharing of the faith. In order to help people with disabilities, SPREAD provides appropriate religious services and experiences which enrich their quality of life, spirituality, socially and emotionally. SPREAD consists of a group of volunteers who commit to forming small faith communities to support the faith development of people with an intellectual disability by developing relationships of love, acceptance and welcome. Sister TM explains how you and I can get involved. What I'm asking and what I'm um, looking for is people who will respond to their confirmation promises. That is to share their faith, to evangelize. And the best way to start is start with their own community. So I ask for volunteers who would be prepared to share their faith. That is really is the simple bottom line basis of spread. It's sharing the faith through friendship. You develop a friendship with a friend. And from that friendship, you share faith and you both grow in your faith through the friendship. Because Jesus, when he called his disciples, he said, I call you friends. So in spread we have volunteers who are known as faith companions because they accompany people on the journey and we have faith friends people who are sharing their faith in a special way and this is really a, a faith journey and this couple within the community small community share their faith with each other through symbol, through music, through caring and relationship. Because that's actually what Jesus, how Jesus taught. So the program is based specifically on how Jesus shared his faith. He told stories, he used symbol, and he developed relationships. And that's exactly how the volunteers work within their own parish community. So we look at a one-on-one -on -one within a small group. It's a small face-sharing group of, if we have maximum six friends, then we would have eight faith companions to walk the journey with them.
In most cases, people with disabilities are brought up by single mothers, disowned by their husbands. Some fathers decline responsibility of raising a child with intellectual disability. The situation that you've just mentioned tends to happen at birth. You have to remember that our African culture is based on whole people. The culture itself does not embrace people with special needs. It's, it's been centuries of put people with special needs, people with disabilities, people with handicaps, they've been rejected by the culture. They have been hidden. So what SPREAD is doing is actually counterculture. We're actually saying these are the children of God. And to try and train communities to accept and include people with disability. This is not easy. We are dealing with a cultural situation. And also, it's not just Africa, it's any culture in the world. People who are different than ourselves are seen as、um, a threat, as a negative. Um, shows our insecurity, and we don't like to see that. We like to see, think that as adults we're all together. And what people do、uh, with disabilities is they show the vulnerability of a human being. And that we don't cope with very well in any society. So it's a lot of education as well. As support. Many parents come and they come to the office, and we will then refer them to stimulation centers, to programs that will help and support them on the physical and emotional side. This is part of the spread work. We, that is why we have the office here, so that、um, we can offer support to parents. But the reality is, there's very few men around when it comes to disability. Therefore, what I am particularly proud of are the men in spread, because they have shown the beautiful face of God, which is a father figure. And only a man can show that father figure of God. And it's beautiful when you have men are in a Pimble group, spread group. In Protea North, there are men.、Um, and Florida, and Bryanston, and、uh, groups like that. And you meet parents. There's a wonderful man in the Malvern、uh, spread group. Who is a very, very devoted father to his sons. And he's a wonderful example of what fatherhood means and how he reflects the fatherhood of God in his life by his caring for his child. There always are these wonderful examples of manhood. But unfortunately, they are few and far between. And the call is、uh, for men to, first of all, accept the child as 
their child as a child, as a gift from God. And then the second thing is to support the mother as the child grows in them and his abilities develop. But it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. It's often easy to judge a person by their outer appearance. Perhaps what we need to do is to focus on the inner person, says Sister TM. I think that the problem is we focus on the outer person, on the special needs. And because that is unknown to me, I shy away. I don't welcome a person. Whereas what we need to do and what we do in spread is focus on the person, the inner person. The person made in the image and likeness of God. Now, if you focus that way, you begin to realize they're no different than anybody else, which is exactly what their parents will tell you. But we as people, when we see somebody that is different from myself, they are unknown and we are very wary. We are often nervous, anxious, even scared of the unknown. So we tend to reject people on the visual without even getting to know the person. And that, unfortunately, is what society does as a whole, whether it's in church or whether it's in society. They, they reject people on the visual aspect of that person, not on the person within. And that's what we have to educate parishes about is acceptance and I think this this year of mercy is all about compassion and inclusion of people with special needs in the parish and that many parishes should ask themselves how do we include people with special needs in our parish are we a welcoming parish or are we, we don't care do we really know how many people uh, with special needs are in our parish? That's usually a good question because very few people actually know. <laughs> and uh, it's a surprise when I tell them that we belong to uh, this diocese of Johannesburg, which has the largest number of people with special needs and disabilities. As far as we're concerned in spread, there shouldn't be a special mass for this year, because this year is a year of mercy. We feel that the parishes, the individual parishes, should be having special masses to um, invite people with special needs. But I have to point out that there is a lot of confusion, um, and I've had to do this to priests as well, that they tend to say, um, we have a special healing mass for the sick and disabled. The disabled are people with disabilities are not sick. They are two different realities. It's a reality. We do have lots of people with disabilities, but they are not sick. And this is where people tend to label and say sick and disabled. And it's a label. And no parent wishes that for their child, that the child is labelled. When you talk to parents, are 
uh, teenagers or people with special needs, they will say, I see my child as my child. They don't see them as any different than the other children in the family. They're just number two or number three in the family. They don't see them as a difference because the difference is only physical. It's not the whole person. And that is where we have to be careful. We tend to have a spread mass at the end of the year, which is a thanksgiving for all the everything, um, the blessings and the graces we've received during the year. So all the spread groups come together and we have a thanksgiving mass in November. There are different parishes that will have a spread liturgy within their parish, which is what we encourage more than anything. Bryanston has just had a spread mass where all the people in the spread group participated in the liturgy. And that's what is our goal of spread, is inclusion in the local parish community. Not that they're set aside as different, that they are included in the parish and they're seen as the same as me, not as a different category than me. Please, please be merciful and compassionate and please open your hearts and see the beauty and the giftedness of people within. Don't worry about how we look on the outside. And thank you for this opportunity of saying that. And that was Sister Teresa Marie, otherwise known as Sister TM, who heads up SPREAD locally and nationally. For more information about SPREAD, you may contact Sister TM on 011-402-6400. I want to leave my footprints on the sands of time. Know there was something that and something that I left behind When I leave this world I'll leave no regrets Leave something to remember So they won't forget I was here I lived, I loved, I was healed I did, I've done That brings me up to time. This has been your Thursday's edition of Catholic View. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back again tomorrow evening at the same time. Until then, God bless you and ciao, ciao. I'm Sheila Pirsch.